Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to more than just a podcast. 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 Uh, I'm George. I'm in the studio. Uh, John's in the studio. Hi, John. Hello there. And Sean is in the studio. I'm not am. joining us via Skype. I made it into the studio. Thanks for coming today. along. Thank you. Making Thank the effort. And I bought sweets as gifts. And you bought sweets, as you may be able to hear through the uh, yeah cola bottles, of the some bacon and uh, eggs, and some jelly beans. Free for a pound. Can't go wrong. Uh, Reese isn't in the studio because he's playing football uh, for Farnborough FC. The Yellows. And he couldn't come along, so it's just us three. And I saw a comment on the uh, Facebook page. Really? That said, for the fans, by the fans, even though one of them isn't a West Ham fan. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. I can't remember who it was. Maybe yeah. we should give him a name check. Yeah. But, um it's just the three West Ham fans in tonight, yeah, so yeah. enjoy. It's, it's pure West Ham all to, the to way. To be fair, Reese has quite often slipped up and said "us" and "we." Yeah, he, he does. Has, oh, uh, I, think, I think. He, I think he's taken I it in a little think, bit more. You know, West Ham are his second team, and that's allowed, isn't it? No, it started, started off. He was he was the intellectual person playing football for AFC Wimbledon. Yeah, who was going to give us the facts about how footballers run there? Well, he's still a professional footballer of sorts. Of sorts, bless him. But you know, he's he. I think professional footballers really shouldn't have Terry Bonds. Terry Bonds was the man who said professional footballers shouldn't have a real team, should they? Because they're professionals. Oh, Reading have just gone up. Fair comment. Right, Fair comment. onwards and upwards. If you're listening, Reese, hello. We didn't mean anything. Yeah, right, Reese, listening. He never listens to the podcast. Okay. Um. So we're going away. Was our most recent game? Who and watched? We it? lost. I didn't watch it. I was working on Saturday. Were you? I was. John, I didn't watch it. Saw sort of football first or whatever, but I no, didn't see it live. 
You watched it live, Sean. How did you do that? I watched it uh, through a... Legally or... Well, here, here's the thing. Technically, after the European Commission, it is legal to watch matches that are streamed from Europe. And the stream I watched came from an online provider um, that was through uh, Fox Sports. So I don't know whether the person streaming it uh, got the correct copyright. But if I if they didn't, then I was a un, sort of a victim. You're a victim. <laughs> I was a, a victim. victim. If 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 they haven't paid paid the rights, even though I paid to see it on the stream. Then, um, then You've been, that's yeah. done to him. Yeah. Accessory. But I did watch it on a stream. And um, yes, maybe I wish I hadn't. <laughs> it was pretty shocking. Shocking, was it? Um, yeah, we were just devoid of anything. Are you putting an echo on No, me? I'm sorry. <laughs> Our levels are a bit funny, that's all. But carry right. on. Uh, I seem to be a little bit louder than everyone, but you know. I mean, what can you say? Well, whatever you want to well, say. Tell us. Well, you, what, you're the well, only you're one who saw it. it more than, I mean, I saw the highlights and we looked pretty poor, to be fair. I mean, we, could, we could have probably we, got a draw if um, we, the old Tomkins near yeah, the I end. Know, he, I know, he nearly I know, scored another know, one, but, didn't he? Do so. you know what? 2 1 flattered us because if Wigan weren't as shit as they are, they should have annihilated us. They could have been 4 or 5 nil up at half time. It was that bad. You know, they didn't take their chances. They just didn't turn up, um, anymore, did they? You know, and for them to only get two, I think shows how rubbish they are and how they're going to struggle. Uh, but they had more desire than us, and it just didn't click. You know, I think I said bad day in the office, and, and David Gold said the same, and we didn't even confer. So it David must have Gold's been sure. It must have been a bad day in the office, uh, well, and just just put it behind us. It's a real shame. It's like a momentum thing. We were doing well, and there's lots of optimism, and but. They're one of the bogey teams, aren't they? They are. It's a bit um, frustrating. To Wigan lose, yeah. and Bolton are two of the bogey teams, and I know you shouldn't believe in this, and it, you know different teams and everything else. But we always seem to struggle with Wigan and Bolton. Well, yeah, but we, we also struggled against Southampton last year. This year, we yeah, I know. you know, so it can be done. And it's just with the with the run of games we've got coming up now, it's a bit. It was just a there was lots of not just a crap performance and a. Whatever it was, everything else that everyone was on the up and everyone was positive before, and now yeah. there's now we're going into this little run of tough games. So Carroll had an opportunity to score at least once, possibly twice, and just couldn't connect properly. It won't surprise you that Carlton Cole came on <laughs> and skyrocketed one as well. No, no difference there from Carlton Cole, you know. Um, and I think well, yeah, yeah, free strikers. Mega came on as well. Mega looked. Ah! Absolutely average. Average. Av- I thought you were going to say average. <laughs> and uh, the army as well looked absolutely average as well. And um, was it Mega or the army? No, it was Mega. Um, or was it the army? Or, I Mag- can't or Magna. Or Magna. Not Magna. Um, What's his name? Nearly got. Who, who got the yellow card? I'm trying to remember. It's one of the two. He got a yellow card. Um, and he was very. He was doing clumsy tackles. And was, we were very, very lucky not to go down to 10 men. If Clattenburg was in charge, um, you know, apart from racially abusing players. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, we would have uh, been down to 10 men or nine. 
Anyway, we've, we've got um, a fan of the week talking about it because they were actually there. We so. have. I was about to link into a fan of the week. So, But can I just non- say the stats, just to show that stats oh, yeah. can show different Go ways. On, be the stat man. Um, Wigan had 54%, which probably wouldn't surprise you with us with 46 But this is the bit that surprised me. West Ham had 15 shots on goal, 11 them of them on target. Wigan had 17 with 13 on target, which shocked me a bit. Because I didn't see, I don't know where those fifteen shots are. Because I, I didn't, I didn't see them. But I'm sure BBC would have got that right. And and do you want to say the top three of of? I know it was a poor game, but Andy Carroll was right at the top. I I thought he wasn't our best player on the pitch, but it was hard to pick who was. The only thing they showed of him on match of day was his uh, miscontrolling. Yeah, and the ball got put over the top, and he should have brought it down and buried it. I want to point out the last three, bottom three which surprised, I think, a lot of people and yeah. was the story of it. Yossi had an awful game. Yossi, bottom of the pile. Kevin Nolan, just above him, second worst. And Army third from bottom. So that, that tells the story. Those three had a poor game and I think were the main reason why we had a poor game. Which at least two of them having good games have been the reason why we've done Correct. well so far this season. Spot on. Well said, John. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, so we all, well, me and John didn't watch the game, but Sean did. Uh, But someone who was actually there at the game is our fan of the week, Scott. Fan of the week. Back in the room. Hello, Scott. Hello. How are you, mate? I'm good, thank you. Yourself? I'm good. Welcome to More Than Just a Podcast podcast. You are our fan of the week. Fan of the week. Um, Sean, <laughs> Sean will do his... It's very excited. Intro- oh, no, we're going to talk about Wigan, aren't we? We're going to talk... That was what we decided. Scott, Scott's going to talk about Wigan first. So, Scott, you went up to Wigan. Uh, do you just want to give us a quick summary of your day and the game? Um, yeah, I can do. Uh, actually, it will be a very quick summary if I'm talking about the performance. Um, overall, stadium... Actually, quite a nice little area. Hardly any fans about, but it is Wigan as expected. Um, the game, in essence, uh, for, what was it four and a half thousand fans turned up? I think it's a, it's a shame to say that actually the team didn't. Um, I think one of the stats I read that was quite poor was that um, Sean Maloney, this is it, their centre mid. Yeah, he yeah. made he made three more successful passes than Noble, Diami, and Benayin altogether. So that's not like them this year, though, is it? No, definitely not. Obviously, being Upton Park, we've seen. I think it's like on average eighty six, eighty seven percent passing accuracy for most of them. So they just just couldn't get going. I think the first the first goal from Ramis, which he seems to be decent goal. Oh, fantastic goal! See, although he seems to be a bit of a fawn in our side at the moment. But lack of marking, wasn't it, on both goals? I was yeah, watching yeah. on the stream, there was no marking on both goals. He was just, you know, Ramis was just free to take a strike. It was a brilliant strike, but he he was unmarked. Yeah, it, it just seemed to be a lack of communication. That seemed to be basically what happened all day. There was no chemistry. There was there was no communication. Just nothing was nothing was going right for any, any single player on the day, I think. Yeah. The, uh, the actual game was too big for Diame. I think going back, he didn't raise his game enough. I think it was the, the stadium was too big for him that day. Do you think that? Uh, do you think honestly? Think that affected him? Did you? 
I don't know. I, I, I would say yes, but then again, against Southampton, he wasn't that great either, was he, before he was pulled off? He came from Wigan, didn't he? Yeah, and, yeah, that's what he's They did applaud him, yeah. Well, he got a round of applause, didn't he? He got a round of applause, yeah, from the fans, which I thought was quite nice. What he no, came that's, off. That's so nice. <laughs> it was I, jolly. I, well, I think you must have seen a different area to me. I was sat, obviously, in the, in the top left towards uh, the, the diehard Wigan fans. I use air quotes there. Um, and he was constantly booed when he touched a ball. Oh, right. Uh, oh, right. Now, this is only when he came off, I heard, and they, and they made a point of mentioning it on the, on the stream that um, he was clapped. Um, by that the Wigan fans. Sarcastic clap. Yeah, it, maybe. <laughs> um, no, he just, well, all of them, none of them could get going. I think the first goal shocked him. It was a very poor. That was actually our first set piece conceit, of conceded all season. Yeah, yeah. first goal, yeah. First goal. I, I wanted to blame James Collins, but, you know, I couldn't even do that because... <laughs> no, that's what I was saying. I was trying it to wasn't, blame As you said, it was a complete poor team performance, although we just mentioned on the West Ham Till I Die... In Dale's player ratings, that Dami, Nolan, and Yossi Benayou Nolan. Got, <laughs> Nolan. Nolan got got the lowest scores out there, which is probably not surprising because, as John said, that they've they've been the, the tower of strength yeah. in our midfield, and and they just didn't went up to the job on Saturday. Well, Benayoun, for example, was obviously like he did for Southampton, playing on that right hand side in front of Tompkins. Um, seemed to have well. Was supposed to seem to have had more of a creative free roaming role, but he just left that whole side, that whole flank, so exposed. Time mm. and time again, they had their their two attacking players just bombing down there, two against one against Tompkins, who was out of position, out of depth, and did struggle at times. And if the likes of Wigan can do that, it's kind of worrying what the bigger teams' actual yeah. passing teams will do. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, Tompkins ain't a right back, is he? And... No. Well, hopefully. It's just a, it was a it was a bad day and just it just didn't get right and and it was hopefully not the shape of things to come. How about up front? How about um, you know Carol who who got in the play ratings the top one, Omega and um, and of course Carlton Cole coming on yeah. to save us. Well, I, I I've said this to a few people. There's a lot of people that give Carlton Cole stick. Yeah, George um, is one of them. Yeah. I, I do hear that, but um, <laughs> people, people are going. People around me started to notice this. Andy Carroll is not scoring goals because he's playing exactly the same position as Colton Cole. They're there to bring other people in, like Nolan, yeah. like Diarmi, to get the goals. He's not scoring because of he's constantly surrounded by two or three people just for knockdowns. And I don't know if it's because there's a more excitement around Carroll, but Nolan's always there. He knows obviously the player inside out. They've been friends. They used to live together, I think, at Newcastle. Yeah, they were there a few years ago. So when when Colton, poor old Colton, when he comes on, no one seems to be making any effort. But my like Billy well, no mates, isn't he? He kind of is. He's just like <laughs> he's not. They expect him not to win the ball. So when he does, no one's actually made. But it he yet. did. I mean, he got hold of it once. I remember yeah. seeing on it, and he skyrocketed it right over the bar. But then you know um, what he's co- what he's saying is right. We playing because on on Talk Sport tonight they were talking about long ball Everton and all that stuff that's been going on. And they were going through long ball, long pass. He said, whichever yeah. way you do it, West Ham have played the most this season out of any team in the Premier yeah. League. We're so, going to play Andy Carroll style later. But that's, one of the yeah, but that's what he does. He, he's try, they're trying to get forward quickly yeah. with him as a point of focus all the time. And Cole was doing that before he, he was playing. So it's um, right. There was another stat from Saturday saying that James Tompkins was our biggest threat with one goal, two shots on target, one off target and three blocked attempts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, he did. So, he, he scored the goal in the 90th minute and he hit the post before that. So, yeah, you know, fantastic. I said the, the scoreline flattered West Ham because I thought by half time we could have been three or four nil down. So, actually, it would have been. I can see Wigan would have felt slightly aggrieved if it had ended 2 2. Well, yeah, you, you're totally right. I was, I was shocked at the actual stats at the end of the game to say that I think it was 56 to, or 54 to 46%. That's right. The shots were pretty much on par. Yeah, I know. We had 15 shots. We just mentioned it on our little bit before you came on. It was 15 shots with 11 on target for West Ham. And I thought, well, I don't remember that many. Um, but then again, on, on, on the flip side, although the, the early goal obviously settled Wigan down, yeah. didn't have to do anything. They were pressing very high. There was, there was just no, nothing, obviously nothing was going right for West Ham. And then the second goal, another, another Yeskalina mistake. I know they've got to have faith in their, their goalkeeper, but putting him under that kind of pressure for no reason, with the likes of Kone just bombing forward. He was, I thought he was probably their best player, apart from Maloney, Wigan. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you're depressing us now, Scott. <laughs> um, <laughs> anything else to say about the day before we move on to the standard fan of the week questions? Um, it's going to be a forgettable one. Let's just put it that way. I think yeah. it's the best. It's, it's a blip. I think Swansea, obviously, we had a blip. Then we went back and obviously had a good game the following week. Yeah. We're going to beat Man City 1 0 at the weekend. You'll see. <laughs> I hope I'll get my up. prediction in early. 1 0. So, yeah. Sean, could you want to ask Yeah, your, so, uh, Scott, questions? tell our listeners why you are a West Ham fan. Well, um, I'm a lifelong fan. Um, born and raised in Essex. Mum from South Ockenden, dad from Dagnum. Grown up in the family. Um, just a typical family, you know, you've got to support this team and then you actually grow up and realise actually it's more than just a team you support, it's a way of life, so. Yeah, I like that, more than just a, yeah. And when was your first game? Are you season ticket holder now? Yeah, I am. Um, I've just recently moved back to Essex after sadly being up north for the past six years for university and work. So as soon as I found out I had a new job, uh, it was two weeks before the playoff final, I thought... I'm going to get myself a season ticket, which obviously luckily got me a ticket to the final as well. Excellent. Where are you sitting? It's Trevor Brook in Lower. Oh, well, a, a couple of rows from away from you guys. So Are you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we haven't met up, have we? No, we've, I've tried to bump into you guys, like not stalk you or anything, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do the stalking in the... Sean Brooklyn just follows Lower. people around with his little <laughs> microphone. As soon, as soon as he gets a chance, he'll be over. We'll make sure wall. we meet up. So, the big question, before you ask your big question of us. There's been a lot of, lot of debate about the Olympic Stadium. It's really hot a in now. debate, if you will. Ooh. Um, That's so, so... It's childish. Your, yeah, your age group. So, uh, where do you sit on the whole Olympic Stadium debate, Scott? I, I, it's, a, it's a tough one now, because the more this is going on, the more I'm coming away from it. I was very pro at the beginning... Um, I could see the potential. I could see what it could do for us. But the more this is dragging out, the more I'm wondering, are we actually wanted? Um, I'm still edging towards yes, but until I know the plans, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, that's a fair comment. And what would convince you? If you saw the plans, what would you hope to see that would go, yep, that's what I want? Um, I know it sounds really silly, but obviously I know there's been a lot of talk about the, the seating and stuff like that, but actually to make it a home, you know, obviously if we can have our banners, obviously the castles, I know there's a few people that have mentioned 
would it be possible to actually put the castles up? I know that there's been talk about having a replica um, England statue from the World Cup. But it's just it's to actually make it home rather than it just being an empty sta- uh, stadium that we're looking after and people come and it's neutral for both teams. We want to make it, hopefully make it a fortress. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm not David Gold's spokesman, but I think he said a lot of that as well. It's got to be our home retractable seat and has got to be part of it and everything else. And He usually copies you, to be fair, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, I guess what is but I'm, I, I'm, I'm doing an uh, Olympic Stadium SAB update later, but um, I, I, we will hear. We can't wait for that. We, we will hear <laughs> on, the, on the 5th of December. I am absolutely convinced that we will hear one way or the other. So it's not long to wait. So it's that time, Scott, where you ask your question, which doesn't have to be football-related, and we have to answer, truthfully. Um, I'm going to go football related. It might be a bit boring, but we'll see. Um, if you could pick any game to go back to, either you've watched or you've never seen before, what would it be? Ooh. Start with John, because he's the eldest. I'd like to go to the old cup final. Which one? Trump. The Fulham one. Because <sighs> I, you know, yeah, that's what I'd like, please. Please. <laughs> Sean? <laughs> I will probably go for a European one, so maybe the Cup Winners' Cup. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go for the FA Cup in 1980? Yeah, I know you won't do, but that doesn't really. Mean, I know it's West Ham well, winning. One of the FA us Cup, gone for an FA not, Cup. I've gone for the Cup Winners' mine, Cup. Mine, I probably would go back to the uh, first playoff final, not the Palace one, obviously, but how, the one with Bobby Zamora. How about the White Horse final of 19 <laughs> whatever it was? I do. 1923, wasn't it? 1923, yeah. Yeah, I'll go to that one. Yeah. But didn't we lose? And it got called off. No, no it was 1923. You're right, we did lose in 1923. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. We would have lost the Cup as well, I'm didn't we? I would say the 2004 playoff. There you go. Fi- 2005 playoff final. Three top knowledgeable West Ham fans. That's what you get. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right, so we, how about a question back to you, Scott? Which, which one would you go to? Um, well. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, mine was actually non-West Ham. Well, kind of non-West Ham. It would have been the... Uh, 1966. Final, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah that would have been that. Either oh, that yeah, or... I didn't think of that because you didn't say West Ham and we yeah, automatically no, we said do. West Ham. Yeah, we automatically 1966. You know, if Reese was here, he'd have said like. Leeds versus Sheffield Wednesday <laughs> in 1993 or something stupid, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would either be that or the uh, England v Brazil, Bobby Moore versus uh, Pedro. Yeah, yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah, we automatically all fought West Ham, but yeah, good shout. Anyway, Lovely. Scott, uh, thanks for being our guest on more than just a podcast. Do you want to say your name on Twitter? See, I say name, not handle anymore. Well, you could say Twitter handle if you wanted. I think that's how... You know what I mean when I say Twitter I handle, do. don't you? Yes, I do. Um, I'm... SG Smallman. So Scott George Smallman, but SG Smallman. Yeah, so if you I want do. to follow SG Smallman on Twitter, do it. You, you do it, do it. Cheers, Scott. Cheers, Hope guys. to Thank see you. you at the Sir Trevor Brooking Lower one day. You can yeah, buy us cool. a beer. I'll see you on Saturday, <laughs> hopefully. Cheers, Scott. Cheers, Scott. See you, mate. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. So that was Scott, our fan of the week of the week, week. Yeah. Week on more than just podcast, podcast. Yeah. Uh, what's next? Uh, Let's go. Let's talk about the Andy Carroll style song parody, Sean. Well, uh, I've just been banned. Yeah, Sean's um, just played the clip to us, and we decided that it was so crap that he can't play it on the podcast. Yeah. I like it. I and, think um, it's really poor. Talk Sport did one after um, I had the rip, the piss ripped out me last week for the Andy Carroll song um, segment, and George thought it was fun to make in the title. Andy um i talk sport obviously took us up on the challenge and did their own song called andy carroll style in like gandam style like what sorry gandam style gandam 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 style (laughs) it's not called that is it what is it it's called gandam gandam i've been to the place in seoul in you're pronouncing it wrong it is gandam gandam style there's no d in it yeah, there is. No, there's not. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes, it's Gangnam. Gangnam. G A N G N A M. Gangnam style. Gangnam. Okay. Not Gundam. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. And They're not letting me play. So, and but I'll obviously, tell you what. sorry, TalkSport have take it, picked up from what yeah, we were doing. Yeah, and they've released it. So, what I'm going to do is... I'm going to put it on the Facebook group and you can listen. And if I get enough votes, then it'll be in next week. But there nice. you go. Okay, it's time for... David Gold Question Time. 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 So uh, this is the part of the podcast where we look at David Gold's tweets of the week and reenact them exactly how Who will do Reese's, though? Who will do Reese's? Um, well, I guess... We do, yeah. We just do one each. So I'll go first. P. Mertz asked David Gold, WHU... Continuing my rant from the other day, how could you let the Canio leave the club too? Bunkers. Before my time, DG. Yeah. What position did you play when you were playing for the West Ham Academy, DG? Left wing, number 11, the rabbit, DG. Matty Taylor, 95, asked David Gold. Ah, uh, David, uh, I've put demo in my fantasy team for next week. Will he be fit? No, guy will be out for three weeks. DG. <laughs> Hi, David. Um, do you? What did you think of the performance on Saturday? Poor, bad day at the office. DG. I already, I already said that. I said that before him. Evening, David. 
Nope, wrong one. David, when will we next hear the news on what's happening OS, please? We should get their decision in the next two weeks, DG. Hello, hello, David. What's the latest with Diamante? Should get paid soon, DG. I hope so. Who should get paid, Diamante or us? Yeah. We should. <laughs> we should. Uh, is there any truth in this rumour? I hear Tompkins could be used in a deal with LFC for AC. Not true, DG. What happened to Jack Collison in the close season? He was fine in the playoff final, you know. His knee has been a problem through the summer. We are confident that the op has now solved the problem. Not true, not true, not true. Would you want WHU to be among the first to adopt goal line technology? Yes, I welcome new technology, DG. Oh, so yeah. that was David Gold. He, question he, he, time. He's, he's a natural. A really he's good natural. You're really, he's a natural. You're really good at if that. If David yeah, Gold man. had needed a stand-in and they did a looky-likey... He he might not get the looky-likey, but he'd get the soundy-likey. David Gold probably comes across more enthusiastic just by saying hello. <laughs> yeah, true, true, yeah. true. Anyway, anyway, big really type, is, really big type for Coxie Corner. Big type for Coxie Corner. <laughs> Coxie so Corner, can you read it from there? Coxie yes, Corner. Okay. One second, because the jingle is about to come in. All right. So it is time. Do we now. want Coxie Corner to continue, or are continue. we getting a bit bored? It's continuing. It's continuing, and it's starting right now. Okay. Coxie's Corner. David Gold, WHU. DG, disappointing result on Saturday, but I'm consoling myself by sitting in Alan Titchmarsh's bath and eating all of his marzipan, SC. David Gold, WHU. I think I left a fiver in your helicopter last night. I wouldn't normally bother, but I owe it to Bobby Davro for a new hamster, SC. David Gold, WHU. DG, can you confirm that if I chop off Krista Berg's foot and replace it with a squirrel's paw, will he still be able to do yoga? SC. Sean was rustling away into the... Uh... I had my mic off, though. Oh, I didn't. Thanks for letting me know you're going to rustle like a little hamster. I was having sweets and mini jelly beans. Um, what's next on the running order? So we've got... The big interview reveal, Sean. Well, be careful I, what you say. I can't say too much, but you next sweets. week I'm eating sweets. It's so unprofessional. <laughs> That's all I can say on it. All I'd say is next week we are interviewing a West Ham legend. And that's all I can reveal. Both, Give us a clue. Both mine and yours favourite player. Give us a clue, we were, sure. well Did he play we in the seventies? He's a um, he's a cartoon character. That is my clue. Did, did he play in the seventies? No. Did he play in the nineties? No. He did, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. 
And did he do it? <laughs> <laughs> so you've been following his career, dear. So. Even I know oh, that. Dear. No. Anyway, he's a, he's a ledge. He's recognised for playing in the, the 80s, 80s, though. So. Um, he's a ledge. Sean will hopefully, and John maybe, will mm. hopefully be talking to him next. He's my childhood He's hero. that much of a hero for John that he's actually considering dialing into an interview. Yeah. And he's never done it's that before. the first time ever. Mm. Um, Savio news, Sean. What's your Savio news? Well, I just did a blog article about Savio because he's been in the news again. And I just, the whole thing came up again. I don't know if you read, but he was arrested last week for faking his own kidnap in Thailand. What's happened to him? <laughs> so he faked his own kidnap. He apparently was trying to stalk money from his own family. He's been deported back to Germany, where he faces charges for perjury. And I don't know if you remember, but last year he went missing, and Interpol, Interpol. were looking for him, and he was found in London uh, with his sister. In a casino, was In he? a casino. Apparently he suffers from depression. But it brought up the whole story about what happened at the time, because a lot of people still think we paid 9 or £10 million for him. And this is where it gets even more murky when you look into it, because there's all kinds of rumours, and allegedly, of money laundering and all of this. But there is... Um, a lot of people say, we never paid 9 or £10 million for him. At best, we paid between 1 and £2 million, and that includes his wages. Because the 9 to £10 million was all add-ons. In other words, we would have had to pay, play in the Champions League to get it. And, but what I didn't know at the time, and I don't know if you guys knew, but the guy who, who brokered the deal, who, who, who bought um, Savio in? Who brought him in? Nanny, was Nanny, it? Jan yeah. Luke and Nanny. Okay. So where did he buy from? Well, he, he was the... He came from... Um, was it Roma? Was it? No. Nope. Uh, Fiorentina? No. Nope. Where we owed money at the moment for Diamante? Brescia. Yeah. Where did Nanny come from before that? Brescia. Yeah. Who owns Brescia? Uh, Nanny? Sammy Hippia. Nanny's brother-in-law. So basically, we bought Savio from his brother-in-law. If that's not a conflict <laughs> not of interest. Dodgy, you know, and this was reported at the time, and I can't believe anyone picked it up. But there's something really dodgy, and I wouldn't be surprised. I've got to be a bit careful what we say here, because I know Nanny's now working for um, Watford. Interpol. But he was he was dismissed, wasn't he, by West Ham? Uh, and I I don't know if we're ever. Oh, so really he's, know the he's truth. gone with Gianluca Viali. I'm not, not for Zola. Viali. Yeah, now he's technical director at. Um, so at he's Watford. gone to Watford because he 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 found Perlo, didn't he? he? Yeah, he was like there was all talk about how he was going to bring us the new best things out of Italy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but there's something a little bit dodgy, and I don't know if it will ever come out, but I know that there's been a lot of looking into money about laundering. You and but uh, the latest one in money laundering, and I'm sure you picked it up earlier this year, was um, Brian Montenegro. Oh, really? Now, le- now seems an elaborate money laundering scam that West Ham have been caught up on. We're really clever, aren't we? We're, we're, we're apparently in some allegedly. party in this, allegedly, but apparently we don't own him. He's, he's on loan. Who, yeah, Montenegro, Montenegro, yeah, Montenegro, he is. yeah. But there's this... He's been alone for two years now. Yeah. It's strange. I always thought that was a dodgy one. I don't understand what... And he's not even played. He only played for, like, the reserve team once. Anyway. Uh, 
Olympic Stadium update. So Sean. Olympic Stadium update. Snappy. Snappy it Sean. was snappy. Right. So we all know nothing happened. There's talk of it will cost 200 million. We've spoken about that. It now looks like it will be revealed on the 5th of December. But yesterday in the Tory graph, the Telegraph to you, um, it said that the back, basically Boris can't get the money out the Treasury now. So we've hit a brick wall. Because suddenly the treasury is saying that in the standard on the way home, three hundred seventy-seven million pounds left somewhere as well. They, yeah. that, that was out, they're trying to get that money out. Yeah, of they the are. Fund they, that's they, left yeah. Over. So basically, they're going to use the contingency fund, and the treasury is saying, no, 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 that's not your money. You can't just use that now. That goes back to the taxpayers. And Boris is now in a bit of an ba- embarrassing decision because he was going to use that money, and now he's got a, he's about a hundred million pounds short. They already had around about a hundred million from Newham and what was already in the fund, but we're actually not more than that, about a hundred and twenty-five million pounds short. West Ham won't pay for it, and now the government are in a bit of a dilemma. But here, call me a cynic. You cynic. But Boris and George Osborne went to Eton together, and so did David Cameron. Cameron yeah. I think they'll have a, an old Eton <laughs> dinner and get this all sorted out. And I will take a little gamble on the 5th of December. So Boris wants us to have it, doesn't he? Boris wants us to have it, yeah. He, although he's tried to distance himself. On the 5th of December, I bet any of you that we get announced as a tenants and it's all sorted out by the 5th of December. How much should we bet with Sean? If anyone wants what? to bet Sean, just tweet more TGA podcast. Bet your Sean. bet amount. Hashtag bet Sean. If we get it, Sean, you've got to take us out on the piss. If okay. we don't get it, I'll take you out on the piss. Okay, that's a deal. Right. Oh, and SAB update. Uh, the Supporters Advisory Board has been reconstituted. There's a lot of new people on. So a lot of people have left, including Ian Dale. Um, we've got new blood in. There's a number, probably half of us that were on it before. And we have finally been told we are meeting the club. So on Monday, the 12th of November, so podcast day, um, I'm meeting with the West Ham Advisory Board and hopefully be, up, be able to update you afterwards. Exciting. Yeah. Who are you meeting? KB, as you'd call her. Uh, we haven't been given... I'm sure KB will be there, but we haven't been given uh, the agenda yet. about DG and DS? DS will probably be there. He often is. What and what about, about TE? <laughs> <laughs> Who? TE. Who's TE? What's her last name? TW. W. Yeah, Tara Warren. Yeah, Tara will be there. She's the marketing director, so you should talk to her about the catering. <laughs> Tara is involved in everything. You if you're uh, listening, Tara, I don't know and why. the facilities. <laughs> I don't know why they give you such a hard time. Look, I you give her a hard time. They give you a hard time. If someone complained about the catering, she goes, yeah, I'll speak, speak to, to Tara, Tara about that. that. <laughs> I've had trouble with the journey. I'll speak to yeah. Tara about that. But, but uh, if you're listening. So, number eight on the running order, Vincentius Apparel. So, Vincentius Apparel approached Sean. So, this is a little commercial little plug we're giving here. Um, Sean, you should explain this as well. Soon as yeah. <laughs> so, it's, it's a, I, I didn't even know what a snapback is, but apparently, George being young, it's a, a, a type of baseball cap that young people wear. And it's got the hammers, colours and, uh, and logo on it. And uh, we can offer a 20% discount and uh, we get a small amount back to us that will help us run the podcast (laughs) as well. (laughs) But if you use discount code SW20 when you go to the website and you can go to the website, I've just done a teeny URL. So teenyurl.com, tinyurl.com backslash forward slash forward slash (laughs) 
Hammer snapback. Shall I say that again? Yeah, start again. Oh, tinyurl.com. No, tinyurl. <laughs> tinyurl.com forward slash hammers snapback. There you go. One word. He said it. He said use it. The code. And use code use SW20. SW20. They should have made it E20 or E13. E no, I think it's just my initials, actually. Oh, is it? It's yeah. not the postcode because that would no. be Fulham. No. Correct. Anyway, we're on for predictions, aren't we? No, it's Southwest 20. Wimbledon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, predictions for the Man City home match. So Sean earlier said 1-0. John, what do you think? What do you thunk? Thunking. Oh, what, what you we, thunking? we should say that, oh, by thinking. the way, uh, George is the only one going because um, we've got Sean's other Sean's going to a bonfire party. And so is John. I'm going to a 50th. All oh, right, there you go. 50th. That time of the, year when this them changing all the poxy kickoff times. Yeah. Um, we would have done it. It's a half-five kickoff. I'm going regardless. Because he's a... He's a... Die-hard. Die-hard fan. Um, I don't know. See, before this Wigan game, I was enthusiastic and I thought we could give them a good game, you know? But uh, who knows? If, if, if the team that turned up against... with the same sort of spirit and fight as we had against Fulham... And the second half against Southampton, I reckon we can win 1-0. Oh, you're going to copy me? Yeah. I'm going to say 1-0 as well. Yeah. And I'm just going to quickly give that uh, prediction because we have a jingle coming up, which I believe is Twitter question time. Oh, yeah. Because we've only got one question. So Twitter question time of one question. There you go. There's the jingle. So I, I've because it was yesterday, we were supposed to do this, and we we're a day late, and we won't go into the Hurricane details. Sandy. Hurricane Sandy stopped us from doing it yesterday. Uh, I didn't ask for questions, but one listener asked a question anyway. So George, yes, it was uh, Terry Bonds who we uh, who commented on our Facebook page earlier as well. Yeah, and he asks, I have a cue question. Destiny Child. Pick, picky came on for on. Dev Squad. How do we get rid of this Joker? I can answer that one. I think. Go on, then. go on, Sean. We can't. Um, <laughs> his contract runs out in the summer, or no? It, it, no, it doesn't. I will have to look. I think it's March two thousand and thirteen. Actually, March. Yeah, I, I think I looked that up. So Why would it be March? <laughs> I know. In the middle of the season. Yeah. I think that's because that's when we bought him. No, that's rubbish, isn't it? It's probably the that's summer. Sean. And thanks to Patrick Temporelli, who gave us some nice feedback about podcasts. What did it say? This year. It said, hey guys, enjoyed the pod again this week. Reckon it will be 2 1 West Ham at the weekend. Carol finally to get his. But this was about wrong. the Wigan game. So he wrong. Was um, so, yeah, I, I didn't answer any questions. I do Sorry think about it is about time we got a goal from Carroll, to be honest with you. Yeah, he, he should he should be putting one in that back of the net. He does contribute a lot by holding it up and doing what he does. But We're only at 40 minutes. We could uh, sneak, sneak in the Andy Carroll song at the end. No. No, we're not putting that Andy Carroll song in, Sean. Let's just wrap it up there, then. We've done now. Rippity rap. Rippity rap. It's a little bit shorter because Reese isn't here and he normally can't shut him up, can you? Yeah, he just talks, talks, talks. So that's more than just a podcast. Yeah. If podcast. you want to be fan of the week, tweet us, add us on Skype, 
Uh, follow us on more TJI pod- <laughs> oh podcast. Oh, Sean, why do you even bother trying I, to do well, these bits? Let- I don't. I ask the professional. Uh, <laughs> follow us on Twitter at more TGA podcast. Uh, Facebook is forward slash facebook.com forward slash more just a podcast. And our email address, if you want to email us, just say hello or say hi. Uh, we're more than just a podcast at live.co.uk. You said it perfectly. Thank you again for listening to more than just a podcast podcast. Uh, come on, you irons, this weekend against... Yeah, come yeah. on. Yeah. Come on, let's beat the city. Let's, let's, get, a, let's get a nice... Yeah. Nice giant killing nice win. Nice giant killing win. Yeah. And go first, Carlos first Tevez, on match eh? of the day. Yeah, Come yeah. on. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.